All right, we should probably get uh, get cracking since we we have a lot of ground to cover and people to kill. I mean, things to do. Bye, Olivia. The <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I had when, uh, just a few minutes ago. I, I just realized it doesn't matter to the game. This is the first game I've ever played in where it doesn't really matter if one of the characters, you know, gets killed off, um, because you can just go to the next universe over and find like like you could bump into another version of Olivia, who's basically the same character, but whatever differences uh, Brooke wants to make to the character. I call it the Gamora principle. Exactly. So let's test this out. Uh, when last we met, you were uh, still on your on your quest to uh, <clears throat> to obtain samples of blood that the uh, mysterious wizard, not Mister Gray, was going to use to help you get back to your own world. Uh, and you uh, obtained a sample of dragon blood, <coughs> and you are now on your way to obtain. A sample of blood from a vampire. On your way there, your uh, your wagon was attacked by apparently giant carnivorous gorillas, uh, which didn't hurt any of you too badly, and you managed to kill them. They did destroy your wagon, but uh, your your uh, uh, your skins were saved by. A pack of very large wolves, perhaps dire wolves. You don't know if if that's actually a thing or not. But uh, these wolves showed up, killed the remaining uh, Vidrixes, and then began walking along the along the path in the direction you were going, uh, indicating that that you were to come with them. Uh, and I believe you stated that you were doing so. Olivia has a horse, but the rest of you don't. Ha! Incidentally, um, I would like you to roll another, Olivia, another um, uh, manipulation plus animal can. Yeah. Great, but okay. And my manipulation is garbage. Two successes on three die. Ha-ha! Okay, okay. Yeah, you, um, having no, no saddle and, and hardly any, any bridle or, or reins or anything, uh, and riding a horse that is surrounded by carnivores, you, you're managing to do pretty well, keeping it from, from freaking out and running. So me. We have Newt with us, right? Oh yeah, he no no just you know you're just gonna leave him. I just want to make sure he didn't run off. Yeah, he was he was. He he tried to very hard, but he didn't get very far. Got it. Uh, No, he's he's walking along as as much in the middle of all of you as possible. Oh yeah, he's are are Charlie and Oliver still in their wolf form? Yes, I believe that Mm -hmm. is the case. No. Okay. Well then. No, no, didn't we we changed back because I went and got my clothes. Yeah, I distinctly okay. remember okay. Olivia going blind. Yep. Well, nev- nevertheless, uh, Newt is walking as close to Jake as he can, uh, and uh, and yeah, so you're all there. You are walking. It is uh, late afternoon now. The shadows are very long. Uh, not very much light at all is penetrating the canopy down to the path. Uh, and uh, yeah, talk amongst yourselves. 
Uh, are we doomed? The wolves? What? Did they say anything? <laughs> uh, did the wolves say anything? No. Not not that yeah. of which you were aware. No, they did. They did say for us to follow them. Did we follow them? We're following them, right? Yeah, we're we're following them. They didn't Girl, say I... that. They indicated that. <laughs> they indicated. Like, Charlie, can you not talk to wolves? Surely you can. Can I? Can werewolves talk to? Uh, we can talk I... to each other in our wolf form, but I don't know if we can talk to other wolves. Uh, out of character, I don't know the mechanics of whether or not you can carry on a detailed conversation with a wolf in any form. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure that in wolf form you could communicate on some level with them. You're, you're assuming that they have a level of intelligence commensurate with your own. Hmm. I have no intelligence, so that's definitely not you me. Could, well, you could, maybe you can learn something that way. Yeah, you could, you know, you could sniff them. It's, it's polite. I ain't sniffing anyone's butt, especially since I'm human. Probably <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can turn it into just be weird. <laughs> is, uh, uh... There are... Go ahead. Is Oliver still a wolf? Yes, I would have not have changed out. Okay. Alright, and um, Oliver can there sniff their are, butt. He can go sniff their butts. There are eight of them. Uh, there are five males and three females. Uh, as I stated, they're all bigger than you. The females are about I don't know, time and a half bigger than you are. The males are easily twice as big as you are. Uh, varying color pelts, mostly in the mostly in the black, silver, gray um, area. So what? But so uh, what's the? I never thought I'd ever say this in my life. What's the role to dog's butt? <laughs> well, um. Let's say that it's going perception to be... plus animal kin. Well, uh, you're not using animal kin because you yourself are an animal. So okay. let's say that it's going to be manipulation plus socialize. No, not uh, not manipulation. Uh, presence. Uh, I say please yeah, let it be presence. Presence, <laughs> presence plus socialize. Uh, zero successes, but no failures. Okay, which uh, which wolf are you attempting to uh, to? As a wolf, you immediately uh, recognize the alpha male and female. Uh, the others, you're not sure about the hierarchy, but there's no mistaking the two lead wolves. Uh, so you have eight of eight eight uh, wolf asses to choose from. Where do you go? Probably the smallest one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you go up and you, you know, you sort of tentatively sniff. Uh, that wolf kind of stops and turns, turns his head back toward you, not really menacing, but you know how wolves will sometimes do the the the, the fang bearing, uh, just as a as a posture, not not really with any. Uh, in intent, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you—he's uh, kind of halfway doing that. If you don't really get any information from him other than uh, now, you haven't really had a chance to do this with wolves 
back home, have you? Because you you were no. not uh, a werewolf long enough to, with other wolves to do it. Um, so you don't know what it's supposed to be like. You think you're supposed to be able to get all kinds of information and whatnot, uh, but you don't really... It's sort of confusing. Maybe because they're wolves from another dimension, or maybe because... I don't know, maybe you're congested. But either either way, uh, you don't really get anything from this wolf. But you don't, you don't seem to have committed a, a grave faux pas. Oh, fur pas. But, uh, or faux oh, pas. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> I've, I've got till 10 o'clock. Let's go. Um, so yeah, that, so that happened. But then he, he continues to walk along with the others. Then I'm not going to try again. Just kind of slink back to the rest of the group. Which at one point uh, I'm going to lean down and say, did you just try and sniff that wolf's butt? <laughs> no, if he can't speak to me, but I imagine he'll give me a look. <laughs> Get right up in her face and start sniffing her. Uh, face. I'm gonna thump his nose. Uh, if if you do that, it will require another uh, riding roll from from you, Olivia. Yeah. No, I'm gonna do it. The horse is is not happy with where it is, but it will be a lot less happy if the wolf actually comes <laughs> up to it and starts trying to mount it. I got another two successes. Me and this horse. Are All right. For the rest, ease. Yeah, you 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 are uh, you are basically a centaur of your own. Yeah. Uh, Jake, something something tugs at your at your sleeve. I looked at my sleeve. It is it is nude. <laughs> what did uh, did that ma- did those two men turn into wolves? Yeah, they do that sometimes. Try not to let it bother you. They're just showing off. But but, but is it dangerous? I mean, not I don't really. have fleas. Not, not really. I mean, you know. I think they're probably more competent in on two legs, but, you know, like, they do like to do what they do. Things must be, must be very strange in, in, the, in the land of Tennessee where you come from. <laughs> oh, very much so. All right, you travel for about another two hours, and uh, the the sun has gone below, uh, set below one of the mountains uh, to the west of you, so that it is it is now pretty dark. Uh, there's some cloud cover. The moon is out, but uh, it's giving that 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 uh, ethereal glow that you get in the wintertime at night. Sometimes uh, the snow is. Well, look pretty pretty good all around you. The wolves keep going, uh, sticking inerrantly to the path. And uh, you may all... Let's see if you... Well, actually, they, uh, the path broadens a little bit to become what you would actually consider maybe a road. Uh, there's some stonework on it. And it is going up the side of of uh, the mountain that you're on, and it breaks through the tree line, and you now have a, a fantastic view being above the trees of these these mountains. It's kind of like being in the Alps in the winter at night. 
uh, and the road crests this slight uh, rise and then looks down. And in a valley in between these mountains, uh, you see, uh, and it, it's some distance, but you see a number of small buildings. And in the middle of it, sitting squat like a like a some kind of gargoyle or something is a huge stone castle. And the wolves keep keep walking down the down the path now to into this valley. Ah. Great. We're in Mordor. Well, this looks suspicious. Is that near is that anywhere near Detroit? Very yeah. close. Yes. Very close. Well, I'm 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 pretty sure we've got safe passage uh, here, so probably no reason to be concerned, you know, about vampires and whatnot. I'm to not. Try and find I, a I vampire. Don't I don't know. There's no no difficulty finding one. I know we haven't found one yet. Well, that's where we're going. Uh, and as you uh, as you get sort of the, the bottom of this, uh, as, as the road sort of flattens out in this valley, uh, there's a there's a wall, nothing like the war, wall that surrounds Farhold, but there's a fortified wall surrounding this little, basically a little medieval town, uh, and there are there's a big gate in it and a lot of guards standing around it. The wolves sort of just sort of slink away and uh, and you are left there on your own. Well. Okay. Um, uh, check out the city. Newt, are we anywhere close to where we were supposed to be going? I I think this is I think this is it. Um, <coughs> he he and, and sort of straightens himself up, and although he looks pretty nervous, and walks up to the to the gate. The guards, uh, you look at them and realize that well, they're they're wearing masks and, and or mask helmets, so you can't really see their faces. They look human sized and shaped mostly. He stands in front of them and in a, a, a kind of rather squeaky voice. Says, uh, we are emissaries to see the Lord Varian, and we, um, I have this, I have this token to show him. One of the guards comes out and looks at it, looks at the thing that he's showing him, and, uh, looks at the other guard, and they kind of, they nod, and, uh, they, these large gates swing open. And they gesture inside. So he turns and kind of gestures, and he moves in. In we go, I guess. Do they look at me uh, any differently being in wolf form, or...? No, they don't. They don't seem to be... They don't, they don't seem to find you unusual. That's unusual. 
Hmm. I mean, we did just walk up with a bunch of wolves. This is true. Alright, I guess we head in. Uh, the, um, yeah, this, like I said, this is a, a town. It has a, the, sort of the look of a medieval town of, well, you'd have way of, no way of knowing maybe a few thousand people. It's not, it's not a huge city or anything. The, the castle in the middle of it is, uh, is by far the most imposing thing here. Um, and there are, it's nighttime, there are lanterns lit around the, uh, around the place, along the street, um, in the town square. There are no people, like, wandering around. Everything seems to be pretty much shut down. Uh, but as you are standing there wondering what you're supposed to do, you see a figure approaching you. Uh, and it's a really tall and tall figure moving very elegantly. And as it gets closer, uh, it is a very pale, uh, uh, very pale male figure with long flowing raven hair uh, with a circlet uh, around his head uh, using dark robes. You can't really tell the color, maybe black. Uh, very, very beautiful and very, very cold. Uh, and by the cast of its eyes and it, the ears, uh, you think that it is an elf, like the one you saw um, a few days earlier. But he comes up to my... you and... Hmm? Do I see anything with my glasses when I look at him? If you like, yes. Roll your perception. Three successes. Woo. Um, okay. You, uh, you look at this elf. You mm -hmm. think that he is... Uh... You think that he's pretty powerful like in terms of what he's able to do. Maybe he has mystical energies or something like that. Um, but the thing that stands out to you is around his neck is a glowing pulsating band of red energy. Yes. Yeah, I will make some mental notes of that. And nobody uh, else can so see the red band? Or is there like a neck... Sorry. Or is there like a necklace or something? Or is it just through my glasses? I see you, that. You did before you before you thought to activate the glasses. You did not see it. This, I mean, ah, you think okay. that the glow you think is something that appears maybe mystically. Uh, Got it. So, yeah. Uh, but he comes up and, and puts on a, a smile, a very charming smile, uh, and bows in a, in a courtly fashion. Greetings. I guess I'd look at Newt and say, uh, we are looking for someone? Ah. I would say you have found someone. I am Ethrin, Majordomo to his lordship, Varian. Ah, Varian. Uh, and, uh, and Newt, Newt, uh, Newt sort of nods. And, uh, uh, yes, that, that is, um, that is who we are here to see. 
on very important and official business. The elf sort of smiles like you would smile at a at a stupid child doing a trick, you know. <laughs> uh, and please follow me, and I will take you to the castle. And he turns and walks towards the castle. If I whisper, do I think he would hear me? <laughs> Got those big ears. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Mm. So he's an elf, right? You know, whisper to, I guess, Charlie, if he's the closest one walking to me, or Jake, or whoever. I guess so. He looks elfy. Elfish. Elfin? What's the right term? Am I being speciesist? <laughs> you probably <laughs> are. Pointy ear. Oh, God, help me. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's the best way to say that. Uh, yeah, the, the elf does not give any indication that he has heard you uh, and leads you uh, further along through the town up to the castle gates. Uh, there is actually a moat around the castle with a sort of a thin bridge leading across it. Uh, the way here, you, you just get a feel. Everybody roll like a general uh, wits plus empathy. If not, you can roll your regular perception. If you have empathy, you may roll that. Empathy? I think I have empathy. Let me check. I do not. <laughs> I got one success. I do. Not much, but I do. Let's see. Uh, oh my five God. successes for me. What the fuck? Wow, y'all just really know when to, when to hit those successes. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to come up with something. It was just a general thing. <laughs> um, uh, Alan, what'd you do? Three. I have one success. Three, okay. One, okay. Well, with any successes, you you just get the overall feeling that, first of all, you are being watched from probably every window in every building uh, that you're passing. You know, you see, you, you glance up at a window and you see a face in it, then suddenly the face disappears and the, and the, cur the curtain is, is uh, put back in place. Uh, you see that uh, Oliver, with your, perhaps just with your, uh, different senses in your wolf form, you get the feeling that this is a very, very sad and uh, slightly terrified place. The people are the people are not happy. They're nervous, frightened. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for you. I'm sorry, but but take a beat. Okay, got it. But the uh, but the elf leads you up to this narrow bridge leading over the moat, and there are two guards standing by it. These guards are somewhat different. Uh, they are each easily twice the size of a human adult. Uh, they are about twice as wide as a human adult. They are in uh, very formidable-looking armor with large... Uh, uh, pole weapons in their hands and uh, and fairly elaborate helmets 
you don't know what they are, but you don't think they are human beings. Mm. But they, as the elf approaches, they, they both turn and they bow to him, and then they, they sort of make themselves scarce enough so that you can all pass through and, and, and cross the bridge. just keeps getting stranger and stranger. And the elf leads you into um, across the bridge and to the door, the front door of the castle, which is a huge, you know, a huge wooden thing bound in iron. Uh, but as he approaches it, the doors swing open noiselessly. And he leads you inside. This is a this is the kind of place that, you know, LARPers or, you know, Renfair people would, would love to rent out because it is just a big stone heap of castle. It is cold. Uh, there are fires lit in, in uh, hearths along the way, and there are torches in sconces giving some illumination. But overall, this is just an de incredibly depressing place. There are no shit suits of armor standing around in different places. There are uh, pennants hanging from the ceilings. There are portraits, huge paintings uh, on the walls. Are the people uh, moving all... around? Nobody's, none of them seem to be moving, no. Okay. But the elf continues to walk through all of this. And comes to a large set of uh, double doors. There are two more guards standing out here. Uh, they are roughly human-sized, but they have the same uh, covered helmets, so you can't really see anything about them. But as he approaches, they bow, and those doors open. They open into a very large room, uh, a great hall. Uh, it has vaulted ceilings, maybe 30 feet high, uh, and about 50 feet uh, from where you are. At the other end of this hall is a set of stone steps. There is a... Uh, around the steps are four or five figures uh, standing in robes or... Uh, gowns, uh, very still, and at the top of those steps is a throne. And as you get closer and closer, seated on the throne, dressed in a uh, robe of very, very dark red uh, and black, is your Uncle Frank. Oh. <laughs> Charlie just loses it. <laughs> It is, it is Frank plus a few years. Uh, the person sitting there has salt and pepper hair, has a very, very uh, full but neatly trimmed beard, again, graying. Uh, his face is slightly, it, it, it's like an older, so very, very pale. I uh, glance down at Newt and see if there's any sort of response reaction from him. No, he he looks basically kind of just between frightened and nervous. 
in general, but no no specific uh, response from seeing. Uh, I, did, I didn't realize I was muted and y'all could not hear me cackling. Great. I, I, I wondered why I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I was dying. Anyway. I would have stopped uh, dead in my tracks as soon as I saw that it was Frank. Well, well let's hope not. <laughs> I probably would have... Uh, I probably would have pulled hard. Oh, wait, no. What did I, what happened to my horse? I'm imagining I'm not riding this horse into the castle. <laughs> I forgot to. Ask yeah, you you, you may you may well imagine that uh, the horse was was taken at uh, at the gate and and they would stable it or you know let okay. it down or whatever it is they do it. Uh, yeah, I probably would have been paying attention because I probably would have been looking all around. And when Oliver stopped dead in his tracks, I probably would have ran uh, tripped over his horse. <laughs> They're like, what the. Fuck, Oliver, and then look up and went, ah, ah, oh, that, uh, oh. <laughs> the elf, Etherin, uh, uh, walks forward to the, to the base of the, the steps and bows low, says, uh, Lord Varian, these are guests who say they have come to see you on official business. And he, he, Turns aside and gestures, and the uh, the figure on the throne is sort of leaning back in a really casual, uh, casual attitude. It looks down at all of you. The new sort of uh, oh, uh, and he steps forward. Uh, my lord, I I bear this um, I, I bear this message from. Uh, my master, uh, Andreas, and he, he bids you uh, look at it. He kind of holds it up. One of the people standing around the, the base of the throne, a, a very, very beautiful and very, very pale woman, comes forward, takes the, the envelope uh, with some disdain, looking as if she's afraid she might catch something from it. Uh, but she takes it and goes up the steps and bows and hands it to the uh, the man seated on the throne who takes it, looks at it, studies the seal, and you can see he moves his hand across the seal, and as he does, you can see there is a very long and pronounced, well, let's say talon, extends that slices through the wax seal. He then opens it up and reads it. And then looks back down at all of you. So tell me your tale. <laughs> okay. I will step into the silence <laughs> before any of any of my relatives say something we'll all regret. Uh, Fair. And uh, we are visitors to this land. Uh, we were transported to uh, this kingdom uh, against our will and are seeking a way home. Uh, the wizard Andreas has offered to help us, um, but it said that we need the assistance of one such as you and has sent us here uh, in the hopes that we might 
um, win your favor. He looks at you, Jake, and then he looks at each of you in turn. Uh, each of you, when he looks, roll uh, wits plus composure. No, sorry, resolve. One success. Okay. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. I fuck it up. I fuck it up. <laughs> oh, cool. One. Oh, okay. poor Charlie. None. And a one. Oh, nice. <laughs> God, God, God damn it. <laughs> Love that for you. Uh, Olivia? I one. Oh, you did get one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, uh, Oliver, did you get a... We also got a one. Got, one. got a one, okay. All right, I'm not watching the, the that screen, so you'll have to tell yep. me what you're looking. We all got one, um, except for the miserable failure. With your, with your successes, he looks at you, and his eyes are... They're not like glowing coals of fire or anything like that, but they are, they are red... Uh, where they should be brown or green or blue, and and there is a definite sense of some power behind them. You don't think he's trying to do anything to you specifically, but uh, his his gaze is a bit unnerving. Uh, nevertheless, you all manage to uh, manage to endure it. Until he gets to Charlie, Charlie, this man may be the single most frightening thing you've ever seen. And you would turn and run away right now if he gave you permission to, because you think that's what it would take. You are you are unwilling to do anything that he does not tell you you can do. I I I I I <laughs> kinda like that, yeah. <laughs> yes. But where are my manners? You've traveled far. You're cold. You're hungry. Let me see that you've suffered some wounds. Please. Let us go to a place where you can rest and enjoy your past. Then we will speak more. Well, he comes down the steps. He stands up. And, uh, yeah, he is... Like Frank's size, he's a pretty big guy. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any of the, the the few extra pounds that Frank has. He's he's very trim and and he moves with he moves with more sort of with less effort even than the elves seem to move. Uh, but he descends the the steps from his throne and uh, sort of gestures with a hand. And then walks uh, to one side of this throne room into a smaller room where there is a table set up. The table is covered in food. Uh, there are roast birds and joints of beef. There are uh, loaves of fresh baked buttered bread. Uh, there are all manner of things that are just, just the smell of it is really quite intoxicating. Uh, and sure enough, you have not eaten or anything to drink, uh, or sat down for quite a while. 
there is a roaring hearth to one side of it, so uh, unless you cho actively choose to try not to do so, you're pretty much really wanting to sit at this table and, and dig in. Glasses to look over the food and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I uh, smell anything strange? Is it poison? <laughs> uh, are you trying to smell anything strange? Of course I am. I'm paranoid. Literally. You gotta go up, go up to each dish and put your nose in. So. Um, Oliver, you have the best chance at the moment of, of detecting if there's anything wrong with the food. Okay. Uh, and again, yeah. no no one in here has looked at you oddly or not. It's, it, for the, it seems to be perfectly normal that these people are traveling with a wolf. I got two successes for olfactory... Uh... Okay. And what what's that smell roll again? I always forget. I think it's just perception, but it's plus like an ungodly amount for your wolfness. Wolfity? Uh, Wolfaciousness. Wolf Yeah, it's like plus four in wolf form, plus two in human form. Um unless you have heightened senses, in which case it's doubled in both plus some other stuff. <laughs> Four successes. Okay. Uh, well, I can tell you, you, you smell, first of all, the food. It's, it's just, it's intoxicating. Uh, but you dig deeper and you smell around. You do not smell anything uh, on that table that is likely to hurt you. You think that the food is perfectly clean. Good deal. Oh, well, all right, roll your perception. I got a two. Okay. Um, the entire table has a very faint... Not a glow, but almost like if something fluorescent is lit by black light. Not quite that strong, but there's, a, there's just sort of an otherworldly quality to it. like that. <laughs> and uh, Varian actually goes up and takes a takes one of the dishes from the table and turns to you, Oliver, and says, Do you wish to eat from this, brother? Or do you wish to assume your natural form and join us? It is the same either way. I will uh, change into my human form. Oh, there you go. Libby goes blind again. <laughs> you really should be used to it by now. Never. Do you uh, have a towel he can borrow? Or something? Uh, oddly, oddly enough, one of, the, uh, one of the attendants from the throne room comes in. Uh, a, a young man has a Robe, not a bathrobe, but kind of a, just a, a large robe that he offers to you and sort of holds it behind you and drapes over your shoulders. I'm, and you I'm can tie it off at the waist. Thank you. Please accept my hospitality. No harm will come to you here. That's and he he takes a seat at the head of this table. 
explicitly said yep. that she has not decided if she's going to eat or not. Okay. Glow freaked her out. I, I shrug. I'm hungry and I'll start eating. Uh, if he wants to do anything bad to us, he, he's, you know, a vampire, so I'm pretty sure he doesn't need to poison us. That's fair. He's just trying, just trying to fatten you up, that's all. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, so you are you are sitting at the table. Some of you are are uh, Jake, for instance, is falling to the uh, uh, falling to the the feast laid out. Uh, yeah, it's it's very good. Partly because you're starving, and partly because it just really is just everything's cooked well. And, yeah, and there there are flagons of wine, and there uh, pots of ale. Uh, so you may you may indulge yourself however you like. Uh, Varian, Lord Varian, uh, sitting in his chair, has a single goblet in front of him, and uh, he he does not attempt to engage in conversation until everyone has has sated themselves. Olivia's not going to eat anything. Yeah, okay. Olivia doesn't trust vampires. Yeah, okay. Roll your, I don't like that. Roll your resolve plus, resolve plus composure. Okay. Oh, Olivia didn't like the glowing of the food. Magical mouths. The glowing of the food. Three successes. Alright, you are able, although your, your stomach is rumbling rather loudly, you are able to resist the temptations of the table. Um, if anyone else, I, I mean, um, you know, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. Nothing bad will happen to you if you partake of what's on the table. It will not hurt you. Oh, delicious. But if you, uh, if even you knowing that, want Olivia to eat, you can. That. If you want to eat, you can. If you don't want to eat, you don't have to. Eventually, uh, Varian will, uh, will say just generally, perhaps that explains your reaction when you entered the hall. I had the distinct impression that you seemed to know me. Perhaps I have appeared in some other form in these other worlds that you have visited. I thought perhaps yeah. you had never seen a vampire before, but... Uh, we've seen plenty of vampires. Indeed. To be honest, you seem much more respectable than most of the vampires we've encountered on other worlds. They generally seem kind of petty and mundane. This is nice. Hmm. I'm pleased that you are pleased by it. So, it is your desire to return to your own world. This is understandable. I have known Andreas for some time, and I owe him a great debt. Which he is now calling. I will provide what he asks, and I hope that you will be able to make use of this. He will be able to return you to your home. We are very grateful. 
He looks at Olivia. <laughs> Forgive me, my dear. But I sense something about you. Ah, uh, that something being. You bear a mark. Mark? You gonna touch my shoulder and be like this? Yes. Is it possible that there are those seeking you who wish to do you harm? I don't, I don't think so. This happened in uh, one of the other universes, but uh, I was told that apparently it belongs to some Assassin's Guild that also exists here, which doesn't make much sense, since we crossed a whole other universe. You can still sense it? I thought I got it all out. Damn it. The final whisper. Oh, great. I have a whispering shoulder wound. They may have removed the tangible effects of your wound, but there is still a mystical mark on you. If there are those wishing you harm, they will be able to follow you. Any I think we should accelerate our proceedings. That sounds good. And he, uh, and he stands up and looks at Newt and says, Have you the vessel? And Newt kind of blinks and, I will, um, uh, yes, sir, I have, uh, he reaches into his, into his knapsack and, and pulls out a fairly large glass vial, which he holds, his hand is trembling a bit. Uh, Varian looks at the vial and nods. If someone will help him to hold it steady. I'll go up there and help him. Uh, yeah, he, he, you do, and uh, it's it's like a a large test tube. Uh, it's glass, but it's it's in a leather, uh, like a leather sleeve, to protect it. As uh, as you help him hold it there, Varian moves over toward it, extends his arm, and then with his other hand, you see this. Talon extend again, and he slashes it across his wrist, and this bright crimson fluid starts to drip from his wrist into the vial. Um. Oh, you're not in your wolf. Okay. Uh. Yeah. No, everybody's good. Um. It uh, it drips for you know a little bit, and Olivia, you think that it is it is just about filling this vial, and he takes his takes his hand away, uh, and uh, then he kind of nods at Newt, who goes, oh, and and uh, takes the stopper out and pushes uh, uh, stops it into the tube, and then replaces it in his uh, knapsack. Very good. You may tell your master that I have complied with his wish. And my debt is now paid. You, um, <laughs> would you happen to have, like, a cart we could borrow to get back home? Ours kind of got destroyed by giant 
man-eating gorillas. <laughs> They're jinx. Yes, they are. They are a nuisance. I trust that my children were able to dispatch them. That you suffered your no children. Wait, wait, your children? Not literally, of course, but the wolves. The wolves are my friends. The friends. I will arrange your transportation back to Farhold. I think that you should move quickly. Please, yeah. if you have finished, uh, come with me. And he get he, uh, he's already standing, uh, but he moves his rose, dark red robes swirling behind him as he uh, leaves this room back into the throne room and goes out the door you came in. Look at everybody and go. Yep. Thank yep. you. Everybody going with it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, can I, <laughs> while we're kind of walking behind him, I'm going to be like, so, uh, question, random question, maybe personal, you know, don't feel like you have to answer. Oh, was God. Your mother, <laughs> was, your, was your mother, like, a magic user by chance? Real nice lady with a... I'll kind of describe what um, Sophia looks like in this universe, the one I saw. How strange. My mother was a witch, but she did not look quite as you describe her. Hmm. Interesting. By chance, I'm going to say this quietly so Newt, if Newt's probably further behind me because he don't want to be near the vampire. You didn't... Have any kids at any point? You probably did. You seem like a guy who would have at some point had kids. I don't. I don't know how old you are. So did you? I had. I had mortal offspring. Yes. Do I need to explain the birds and the bees to you? Did your mother and I have this discussion? Do we? Shut so up. when two hey. people. <laughs> hey, the only dick she's seen are those of her brother and father. Oh, no, that's Lies. weird. He had to make Lies. it weird. Lies. She was with Dean. And Not Dean. Better. If indeed he's the fucking worst. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, and as he is walking <laughs> as he's walking through the rest of the, the castle, uh, one of one of his uh, very pale attendants uh, at his side uh, leans in. He he gestures and the attendant bows and moves off through the castle. Sure. What is going on, man? Like, we've seen Frank now. Like, who else are we about to bump into? Was it like... Yeah, we've seen Frank, we've seen Mr. Gray. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we literally lived with all of our family when we were there. Except, hey, wait. You know, except for the dead ones. We haven't seen an Olivia or a Charlie in this world yet. Yeah, we didn't see an Olivia in the other one either. <laughs> or Charlie, but that's because you were dead. I was eaten in the womb, apparently, Oliver. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah, and apparently. And Jake's fake baby was named <laughs> after me, so. You know. Okay, well, Maybe. now y'all are, freak y'all are freaking the vampire out a little bit, so he's away from me. <laughs> Maybe the. <laughs> 
I mean, have have any of us met copies of ourselves in any of these travels? Not living ones. Maybe that's one of the rules. Maybe we can't go to a world where there's another version of us alive. We can only we can go somewhere where we were never born, or where we died, or where. Uh, Well, whatever. But uh, we see people we're related to, but the relationships change. Hmm. Interesting. Good theory, good theory. And so who is it that I remind you of? Yeah, I should remind me of someone that uh, I hold in very high regard. Perhaps that is a good omen. Mm. Uh, he uh, exits the the doors to the castle and goes outside into the little courtyard is, uh, and stands there we are waiting for your transportation I assume you all can ride Um, well, Luke, what is that? Is it going to be Animal Kin? Uh, it would be uh, Dex plus Animal Kin, yeah. I do have Animal Kin. Can I substitute Athletics at a penalty? Yeah, Athletics minus one. Okay. I mean, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. In Dark Ages, you'd have Ride. I know. But that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I'm sure there's a Dark Ages 20th anniversary out there somewhere. <laughs> Our time grows short. Is there anything that you would know of me? Or any other things with which I can help you? Like... This this mark I got uh, going on on my shoulder here. Um, no way, no way to uh, make assassins stop following me. I mean, you you seem to know the magically inclined stuff. Are they going to be able to follow me when I go back home? Since they apparently are following me here. I fear I do not know. The mark that I perceive on you is a mark of this world. I have encountered these assassins before. And that is how I know their ways. But I could not say whether they will follow you from world to world. My fear is that they are following you in this world, which is why I wish to put you on your way as quickly as possible. No, definitely uh, don't want to be running into them. I already barely not. survived them once. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, you hear the clip-clop of hooves on the cobblestones, and everybody roll Resolve Plus Composure. Okay. God, it's some kind of devil horse. Who, who else is... No, who's riding up on the horse is my question. That's making us roll Resolve Plus. Who's on the horse? Five successes. Woo! All right. Okay. Gonna be go. Ah, 
no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got one success. I got, I got one. I got one. I got two. All right. Okay. Uh, with, with any successes at all, uh, yeah, you you turn when you hear horses uh, approaching. You turn and see, well, they're kind of horses. Uh, they are, in fact, maybe dead horses, but they're still walking. Uh, they have most of their most of their flesh attached to them. There's some bone exposed. Their eyes are a glowing pale blue. Uh, it is very cold out here. Uh, Varian does not have any. Uh, his, his breath does not condense in the cold at all because he's not breathing. Uh, neither are these horses. But there are five. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, there's a horse for each of you with a saddle. Uh, and there is another horse which is ridden by the elf that you that you encountered when you arrived in the city. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, he gestures. These steeds will bear you quickly to Farhold. I can't have my horse back that I came in on? Uh, your horse is still there. Do you want him? <laughs> yeah, I bonded with him. He's a good friend. Oh, oh God. Sweet, <laughs> sweet summer child. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, will this horse be able to keep up? Uh, take a well, Varian Ver Ver nods and, and gestures to to uh, one of the random people standing around who, who bow and rush off uh, and return a moment later with, uh, with your horse, who is now caparisoned with a saddle and uh, bridle and, and so forth. I should warn you. This horse will not be able to match steps with the others. Damn. Well, you take good care of him here, then. If we can't, if he won't keep up, then we can't take him. I will. No uh, harm will come okay. to him. Oh, all right. Go over to the horse. Give him a good snout pet. And tell him goodbye. Now I'm sad. <laughs> And poor Bill the Pony made his way back to Barlow and Vetiver. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, all of you have seen movies where people ride horses, so you may have to mount your horse and sit as uh, well as you can. Uh, I had rolled one success to ride earlier because I thought okay. you were asking me here. Uh, oh, God, I got you, got you. Yeah, you... Okay. you you know, somewhat clumsily get up into the saddle, but you sit and you think, hey, you know, how hard can this be? Uh, the rest of you all mount your horses and uh, I wish you good fortune and I hope that you're able to return to your own world. Thank you for your donation of blood. Much appreciated. I keep wanting to say Frank, and I know that's not you. It met the terms of a contract. But I think 
that even without that contract, I would have helped you. And we'd be grateful. Perhaps our paths will meet again. Oh, some version of us definitely will. Unless they didn't make it through the portal, then. Edwin, bear them <laughs> safely to the city. And the elf bows low from his horse, says, All right, let's ride. And he canters, and puts his horse into a canter, and out of the courtyard and across the bridge. So everyone, Alan, you, ro you rolled yours. Everyone else, roll your uh, dex plus animal kin or athletics minus one. No successes. Okay. Um. <laughs> one success for me. Okay. Two successes for Olivia. Uh, Charlie, high or low? Uh, low. All right, you're um, yeah, you're you're attempting to a, a common a common mistake of novice horsemen is to uh, is to pull up on the reins to get a horse to stop when you should simply pull back. Uh, you do that, and the horse sort of turns around and look, looks at you, ghastly, glowing blue eye, uh, uh, and it's down. Uh, and through the outer gates and back to a road which is goes in a different direction than when you 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 arrived and at this point uh the elf Ethwin uh breaks into a gallop his horse takes off and begins moving and all of your horses do the same it is well, roll resolve plus composure. Everyone, please. Everyone? Yes. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Didn't fuck Every it up. Every time you say that, you almost always... <laughs> yeah, seriously, don't. This, it would be bad. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, very nice. Oliver. Three successes for me. Ooh. Three is for me as oh. well. There we go. Nice. Connor Brothers kicking ass. Woo! Let's see if Daddy can do the same. He got one. Good enough. All right, with any successes, uh, you are not terrified by the... Uh, essentially, these horses are galloping along basically goat trails through these mountains. Uh, the, there's no real, like, <laughs> it's not a real, you couldn't get a cart through them or a wagon. Uh, but uh, the horses seem to be pretty sure-footed, and they're moving fast. So they do this for, well, by the time you, by the time you left the castle... It was, you think, nearly midnight, but it's hard to tell because you don't know if the moon uh, obeys the same rules that it does in your world, but it is late. Uh, but yeah, these these dead horses are quite sure-footed. Uh, 
but it's it's unnerving. And they gallop throughout the night. Thank you for listening to another episode of Knoxville by Night, a World of Darkness playcast. This is the first part of our Season 2 finale, and you do not want to miss out on Part 2 or any of our new stuff moving forward. You can catch up with us on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, or Patreon. You can also listen to us live on Twitch or through Discord if you join the server. If you do watch us live, we are ahead of what is being released, so you can listen to the new stuff as we record it. We're about to take a break from the Connor family and work on some one-shots and some other side projects that you do not want to miss out on. If you join through Patreon or our Discord group, you'll be able to listen to these live or through Patreon. Any bit of support will go a long way for this podcast and this group. And as always, please leave a rating or review on wherever you listen to us. We release episodes weekly. Your players for this episode have been Alan as Jake, Anthony as Oliver, Brooke as Olivia, Stick as Charlie, and Storyteller is Luke. The intro and outro is Wayfaring Strangers by Brian Mitchell. Thank you again, and I hope you all join us next session. To make these headphones work. Always use your error. All right, then you come over here and make them work, Anthony. Look, I went to your house three times last week. I'm not going back over there. (laughs) Oh, but Atlas would like you to.